Warning. Smoking and drinking may look cool on podcasts, but in real life, it is injurious to your health. Stay away from them. I'm sorry, I can't hear you over all the cigarette smoke I just inhaled. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but I have like 10 cigarettes just in a ball. Just I, I ate them. I lit them on fire and I ate them. <laughs> That's how you smoke cigarettes, right? <laughs> That's probably not good. That's probably not good. Listen, that wasn't a pre-recorded podcast message. That was just me just speaking my truth. Oh. And I think you're going to injurious yourself. Dan, did you know that's a real word? Injurious? No. The joke is this came from a short that we had watched, Love, which we will talk about. And there is a warning about smoking and drinking depicted in the film, which I don't really think you need a warning about that. That might be a cultural thing. We'll get into that. I'm actually very interested in that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they say a word injurious. And I lost my mind because I'm like, there's no way that's real. And it's a real word. Oh. And I I take the words I say and I eat them. Like I just ate all the cigarettes. <laughs> That's right. Causing or likely to cause damage or harm. I-N-J-U-R-I-O-U-S. I mean, that sounds pretty legit. Like, that sounds like that's what it would mean. I, I would think just injury, though. or I, I don't know. Anywho, I digress. This is the Indie Film Review. We're going to talk about short films today. Yes. Independent films. We have three of them. Shorts only. Yes, we have three of them. One of them was submitted to us by a friend of the show, Luca. He also supported us on Patreon. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for the generous donation. And we are covering your film right now. So thank you, Luca, for sending us films in the past and for sending us the tragic death of a frenchman and we're also going to cover love which we mentioned before and then ivy's dream we're going to talk about um also one more thing uh i'm sick so if i sound weird or i I don't know i like nod off halfway during this uh that's what's going on okay i was gonna say like if you fall asleep that makes sense but you you always sound weird it's not because i'm drunk and or smoking (laughs) it's different it's a different reason this time (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were speaking your truth about being injurious to your health. I know. It doesn't mean I, I don't do it. It just means I'm aware of the damage it causes. That is where we continue living. <laughs> That's right. And knowing is half the battle. So if I just do half the battle, I feel content there at stop. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need. Let's just get right into it, buddy boy. Uh, as always with shorts, we're going to spoil it right away. Uh, because they're too short to break it up, really. So questions, answers, all that stuff, and then spoilers, they're all mixed together in this episode. So let's do it. Dan? Yes. The tragic death of a Frenchman. What is it? So it's about this 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 guy. He's French. Olivier is this his name. guy. And he, Olivier is the, the, these two friends' drug dealer. Like, they buy weed from him. And in their meeting where, like, he's talking them up and they're having a good time and they're about to buy the weed, he somehow mysteriously dies. And by mysteriously dies, I mean he ends up with a knife in his chest and blood gushing everywhere. He dies in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, he's so fucking stupid. I love, I, 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 okay, if you, I love this film. This film made me laugh a lot. Basically, the whole film is, like, two different sides of the story because both friends have different sides of how it happened. Yeah. And then there's the real way it happened. And it's, 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 it's a very fun romp in, in a short film playground. So these two stoners stumble upon a murder that they may have had something to do with. Yes. They're not sure. 
and then they they're basically trying to get rid of a body the whole film and we've seen films like this in the past this one this one just worked like this one worked really well i think probably because it was a short film and like you had to match a certain pace and it just it was very fast paced it was very witty Everybody had great jokes. Like the Olivier had great jokes. The two friends had great jokes, and then the movie store clerk that we're going to meet later had great jokes. Oh yeah, he's fun too. So Luca sent us in the Valley of the Moon yes. before, and yes. I feel like that film was a much more serious type of film. It was like a revenge deal. It had some silly jokes in it, but it was not a comedy. Pretty. It was. It so was this a- is an interesting departure yeah. from that, doing something new and. And you can really see his influence, especially with like Edgar Wright movies. And yes. Oh, yes. I was going to say that. Really, really fun camera work. I mean, his camera work is always really good. Uh, the way the film looks is slick. I don't think we're going to be talking about like any technical things that we thought were wrong with the film, no. honestly, because he's, no. he's just really good at doing it. There isn't anything you can think of during this film. We were like, oh, that was a little no. weird. Like, it, it, and even if it was, you're just so distracted by how good the comedy is that it doesn't matter. But then, but then you see like the Ed- Edgar Wright editing sequences. And you're like, oh yes, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm those on board with those this. are done really well. If I had to be a nitpicky piece of shit, which I have to oh, be, and you do, <laughs> Dan, <laughs> that was very genuine what Dan just said, by the way. So okay. There is a scene where they're... I'm the one that went to film school, and I'm not, I, know, I don't right? give a fuck. <laughs> I know, I know. Early on, there's a scene where they're cutting back and forth quickly. Like, the camera will move really quick to one thing and then another. And they make, like, this swoosh sound. And it, it looks good, but I feel like the swoosh is... Like, it feels like the camera movement could have been times two speed. Like, it should have been even quicker with those movements to match the sound effect and everything else. This is such a small nitpick. It's tiny. It literally means nothing, but this is what the show is, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. Anywho, let's get into the meat and potatoes of it. Dan, the comedy, tell me about it. Tell me some scenes you liked. As soon as the guy said what the strain of weed was, I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. So the great. strain of weed that they're buying is called <laughs> Olivier. He's like, are you ready to get fucked up? Chernobyl titty milk. Chernobyl titty milk. <laughs> and then he has this like really fun Tarantino-esque, like we're going to show you <laughs> yeah, the, the weed, weed <laughs> with its own backdrop and it, a title card and like all this really cool stuff. And like the milk is like bubbling out of this little like teat. It was great. So fun. The practical effects in this are really, really good. The blood spray out of the knife is so fun. Yeah. Just like all these like little tricks he's doing in this are and, okay, really, so really, the, really the the blood spray out of the, the chest is fun where the knife is, but I wanna reiterate, because it's part of my notes too. I love how silly this death is. Like it is so stupid. <laughs> it's, so it's so stupid, and I think that adds to the comedy of it. Yes. They're playing it straight. Right? Like, they're for a comedy, they're playing it straight for how stupid it looks. <laughs> it's... The situations they're getting themselves in are real. Like, this is a silly, dumb movie for silly dummies. It feels like an improv scene as well at some points. Because how they... Maybe they did improv some stuff. I don't know. How they, how they get into the stories. Like, the introduction to the stories. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Where he's like... What do you mean? It was my fault. How did this happen? How is it my fault? He's like, oh, 
I'll tell you. <laughs> it's like the most exaggerated memory of like a cartoon then, villain. Whenever it was the other guy's turn, he's like, no, I think it was your fault. He's like, no. He's like, do you really want me to tell you? <laughs> it's, it's so really funny. The Frenchman, when he's going on about some of those stories, which is probably my favorite part. Yes. Of the oh, entire oh, film is listening beautiful. to Frenchman. Talk about him in the Amazon or helping the nuns helping cross the a nuns. river. Some crazy <laughs> shit. I could just listen to that forever. That felt improv to me. I'm wondering if he just made some shit up uh, and they just took, they kept the best ones. How did you, now this is what really brings the film to zero out of 10 for me, because this, you just can't do this is that the dead corpse with breathing. Uh-huh. And uh, I learned this in film school that corpses can't breathe, Dan. So how did you <laughs> Is feel that, that where you that learned that? pretty disrespectful. Yeah, that was pretty disrespectful. I, I thought that that corpse should have stayed dead. Well, spoiler alert, Jared, <laughs> he's not actually dead. <laughs> so it doesn't fucking matter. That is matter. true. Do you think that was... Oh, do you think that they knew... He's like, well, he's not technically dead, so he actually can breathe through. And the even if, even, okay, even even Yo. that argument aside, I, I it didn't bother me because like the film. I know, I'm just kidding. It didn't bother me either. I'm just joking. Oh, I oh oh, I fell for it. I fell for that joke. My bad. <laughs> oh boy. Do you think there's any point where the comedy or the jokes wasn't working for you? No. Okay, so one. Okay, good. Their plot line is, let's like. The premise, the premise after he dies is hilarious. The premise is basically, mm-hmm. do you know anybody who knows about a movie where a body is disposed? The layers of that joke is like, we don't want to know somebody who knows how to dispose of a body. We want to know somebody who knows movies enough to, to ask them about so movies. Stupid. Because they're afraid of looking up how to dispose of a body on their phone because they might be incriminated later by the police. So their idea is like, oh, we know like a guy who works at like a rental store, which do those even exist? And then they're going to go there and and try to get info from him. And then the most insane thing happens where this guy is like, finds out what's going on and he's so excited to be a part of hiding this body because it feels like being in a real life movie for him. And he's like, you guys have to take me along. So then it's like this third dude with them. It's, it's so silly. Maybe we shouldn't even spoil the ending part. Yeah. Just just to let people experience that. So I enjoyed this movie. I think certain times the characters were a little too silly because you were saying they're playing it straight, but this is like, it's, there's, this is like goofy, silly derp time. No, but what I'm saying, no, it's absolutely that, but I'm saying within the goofy, silly derp time, they play it straight. Like it's, to me, there's layers of silliness and some of the silliness needs to be undercut by a, a, a straight silly that gets us to the next scene. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's still silly, but in order, we need to have that that realm of logic and that realism to get us further in the narrative. That makes sense. But I, I feel like every time we enter the realm of logic, we like something insane. Well, exactly, <laughs> which I think balances the film out. It's if you're not ready for how ridiculous this film is, because I, I I like to go a lot of these just blind. I'll just hit play and start watching. And then once I started to warm up to the fact of like what this film was, I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in. This is cool. I'm liking this. But yeah, I thought the performances are really fun. I think we've seen both of these characters before in the last film. Uh, I I really like them. And uh, the the Frenchman might be new 
to us. Yeah, Frenchman's new to I us. I liked him too. Yeah, all all the all of the actors I I think did really well. And then Luca makes a guest appearance at the end of the film, so that's fun. Uh, any closing thoughts, Dan? I mean, this is we're getting paid top dollar to review this film. There is this joke about pig pussy that I was okay. not prepared for, so I just want to throw that out there. It is. It's it's the joke that made me howl with laughter. I did write that down and I did underline it and I said to myself, "Pig pussy, hmm, that's good." It I was like it was hilarious. So just be ready for that contextually. It, like you need the context for it to make sense, but it's it's so good. <laughs> the guy's logic is: I love movies, so I want to dispose of a body. Like that that logic it's... is so flawed. But hilarious. <laughs> it's really dumb. It's you know what I think would have helped me too is getting to know the two characters a little more before they got to the weed guy. Like give me a little bit more to latch on so I care about these characters. Oh, so more. so maybe maybe a feature. This could be a feature. I don't know, something like that. Or or just maybe like a minute or two dedicated to the first guy, and then he meets up with the second guy, and then we get like a minute or two of them going back and forth. We're kind of understanding who they are as people a little more. And then once they get to the weird weed guy and he's telling his crazy story, we know who the – like the main – because like when that's happening, I don't know who the main characters are. I don't know who I'm focusing my attention on really. Oh, I see. At, yeah. In terms of like what's going on in the story. Because I thought the Frenchman was the main character. And it's like, oh, no, he's like a part of this. Okay, Jared – but yeah, what? A tragic... Ten dollars. I'm getting paid this. Listen, I gotta, I gotta say words. A tragic death of a Frenchman, and you think the guy who's going to die is the main character? Come on. Maybe he dies at the end. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought this film was at the very beginning when I, I glanced over the title? I thought it said a tragic death of a henchman. Oh. And I was like, oh, is this going to be like a, like a mafia movie or something? Or I don't know. Just focus on... It wasn't that. Billy Two Ears. Dan, how excited were you to see that they used the same bury yourself in the sand trick that we did for that old shitty film that me and you made about the guy getting his leg blown off? I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it. We did the same trick and we covered it up with sand and some blood and the guy's stump was supposed to be blown off and I forget the bit, but like the guy helping him wasn't really interested in saving his life. He was trying to sell him on something. I forget. <laughs> it was dumb. But yeah, that's a really fun practical effect. It looked really good and I was, I like jumped out of my chair. I was like, I know! I know how they did that! <laughs> it's so obvious, but it's still fun. It was really fun. I liked it a lot. All right, next film. Please forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong. Uh, this is a film, I believe, out of India because they speak Hindi in this movie. Yes. Also, correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'm pretty sure. It's uh, Sorba Doke, D-O-K-E. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I really apologize. But he sent us a film called Love. Now, he sent us this film, a, I'd say, a month ago, but he, we didn't get subtitles for it. So there was a bit of a mix-up and we had to fix that. We finally got a hold of subtitles. We sat down and watched this film. This is where the drinking and smoking like yes. warning comes up. Like, hey guys, what did you feel? Like, how did did that change your view of the rest of the film? Like, do you think it was necessary? No, it, I mean it didn't change my view, but it wasn't necessary. Um, but like you were saying, it might be a cultural thing. Maybe, maybe. Um, what's interesting too is like. 
homosexuality comes up in this. And yeah. I was like, what is India's stance on that? And they seem like they're pretty open over there. Even there's like a, a religion there that has a third gender and they recognize in their country a third gender. I forget exactly what it's called. But I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. But then in this film, one of the characters goes out of his way to say like, gay people are not accepted yeah. where we live. And he like... You're just like shitting on him. Yeah. This movie goes places is what I was what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Dan? I almost spoiled the movie is my thoughts. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we might. I don't know. We might have to get into some of this because this is a pretty spicy film. So, okay. This film is about two brothers who one comes to visit the other one. And he's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And they, they shoot the shit. They get drunk. And then the brother that comes to visit is like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Uh, your wife is l- waiting for you, and you ruined that whole relationship. Like, what what's going on? And then yeah. that's whenever we get to the fact that oh, I, I'm not attracted to her, um, not because she's not beautiful, but because I just I'm I'm gay. And yes, the brother's like, well, I had a crush on her, and you're the one that had to like. I, so the disconnect is. The brother felt pressured. the The main character felt pressured to yes. marry this girl because that's what the family wanted. Yes, and that's a big thing in, in that culture. In that culture, yeah. Yes, where it's like you need to. There's like arranged marriages, and you have to carry on the family line or whatever. And and there's like honor. I didn't realize they they were actually brothers. Yeah, uh, no, no, they're, they're just good friends. No, they're brothers. Oh, okay, okay. Well, unless they were using the brother term colloquially and say my brother. Yeah. But I yeah. think they're related. My guess is they're related. Okay. Let's talk about the ending without spoiling it. Do you think it made sense? No. <laughs> no. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because he's like, okay. Oh, we're going to have to spoil this movie because it gets wild. There's this thing that I'm aware of because I listen to true crime podcasts and I'm not saying that it's unique to any Middle Eastern culture, but typically typically whenever I hear about this, it's from a Middle Eastern culture. And it's something called yeah. an honor killing, where it's like, we're going to take you out of this world because it's just, it's better for us. It's better for us as a family. Yeah. And we, you know, in America, people do that too, but it's not like called an honor killing. It's mostly called just homicide yes and that's what happens at the end of this film he finds out that he's he's gay and the wife apparently wants the brother to poison him poison him (laughs) poison him with something with xanax as far as i understand it and this is the weird part so it's like we have the host who's the guy who admits he's gay and then his guest who is his brother right yeah so once the guest finds out oh he's that's why he's not in love with his wife. But then he confesses like, listen, I've been in love with your wife since before you guys got together. And I always wanted to be with her and you ruined it. And he's like, well, why don't we make it better? Like I'll go and live my life with this new man I found and you can be together with my wife and I'll divorce her or whatever, whatever. But he's like, well, there's a slight problem to that. I poisoned you and you're going to die maybe in a few hours, maybe a few weeks. We don't know. And you're like, okay, that's an interesting twist. But then the problem is, I don't think that's how Xanax works. I was going to say, I don't think that's how poison works. Um, if they're going to die within a few weeks, 
it typically needs to be administered a lot over the course. Well, also, there's something called a hospital. I think you could go to when you're having an overdose. Yes, (laughs) that you could probably get some help. So that didn't make any sense. But then it gets even weirder because the guy is like, okay, my brother left. I feel so shameful about everything that's happened and that my own wife has tried to poison me. Uh, I'm going to jump out of this window? It seems like he committed suicide and jumped out of a window. Well, doesn't his boyfriend call him at the end or show he up to does, his house? He does, and he, he apologizes to him, and then it... it I don't know. It felt like it hinted that he jumped out the window. I, I, I didn't pick up on that. It was confusing. So you think he just called and was sad as like, hey, I'm going to die soon because I have poison. Or something like that, yeah. Here's what I say. Get rid of the poison thing. Maybe keep it that like he has so much guilt that he kills himself. I don't know. That could be a thing. Or just maybe, I don't know. Just the, the poison thing doesn't work. Well, but then what would be, what would be, because like what you're doing is you're taking away the shock. Like what would be the shock? Like what would be the, the thing that that makes us, um, you know, I mean, in that third act. This drama, and I would say it's a melodrama, I don't say that in a bad way because I was really enjoying it. Uh-huh. I was really in it. Every time a character would get up and be like, I have to tell you something, and he would like turn dramatically, I was like, oh, we're going to learn some shit. And that kept happening, like each chapter, because there's like four chapters yeah. this film was broke up, broken up into. We would learn a new thing, and I'm like, oh, this is great, this is great. Maybe have a poison that actually would kill you really fast and like give him like an hour left to live. That would make a little more sense. I think that would like clean it up a bit. Like what if he gave him like antifreeze and it's like, well, there's not, I don't know. There's not really much you can do. You could try to go to the hospital right now, but you don't, you have like a very small chance of living and I've already done it. And like we deal with the drama is like his regret of poisoning his best friend and brother without knowing the full context of why he was ignoring his wife. And like that whole thing was, could be really cool. Yeah. And I was already in with the previous stuff of him being a homosexual and, and ignoring his wife. Like, we, I didn't even really need the rest of it. The leaps in logic is what really muddies it. Well, I mean, I don't understand the motivation behind the wife wanting to to kill, kill him. him. Other than the fact that maybe she knew that he was a homosexual. She might have already known that, or she thought that he was cheating on her. Okay. and And because... Him, like, shunning her this way and, like, literally getting his own house away from his own wife makes her, like, to everyone else in the society that they're in, makes her look like a pariah. Like, she's unwant, like, unwantable. You know, even her husband doesn't want her. People will look down on her. There's, all, there's like, a, right. a lot of societal pressures they talk about in this film. Uh, and a, one of the big things that the main character – here, let me get his name here – uh nakul says is that where i live now is a place of no judgment people are free to be who they want to be and uh vic is like at the end of the film he's like that place doesn't fucking exist he's like people are gonna judge you no matter what and yeah he's kind of being a dick it was weird because like he felt sympathetic towards him at the end but it was also kind of being mean to him i'm like dude the guy's gonna die (laughs) you have to kick him while he's down by your hand might i add yeah yeah any any closing thoughts on the story or or any way that it, it could be more cleaned up? The the drama is is key. Like the drama takes yeah. you through the movie. It's just a matter of like we didn't understand the the revelation of being poisoned, but the way you yeah. explained it made a little bit more sense. Um Okay. But gotta love that black and white. 
Oh yeah. More positives. Black and white looked really good. I liked the weird camera tilts that they would do yeah. sometimes. I liked when they would pause on people's faces and just let the scene breathe for a second. Yeah. And like, we didn't have any dialogue. I thought that was really cool. There's some I really, really good really, things they do in this small really apartment. liked it whenever Vic yeah. pulled out the whiskey and cigarette and just went to town. Oh yeah. And his buddy was like making something in the background. That was really, really sick. That was great. So a lot of good camera work. I thought the story was pretty, pretty interesting. I was really engaged with it. Some things we could fix is just like tidying up some of the revelations at the end. Like we talked about, there were some cuts from one shot to a very similar shot. Like that was still in the front of that's called a jump cut, Jared. Mm. but and are they I, good i don't like, i don't like them either but they're called jump cuts i hate them i don't like them at all <laughs> yeah no like i, I don't think they I work like i i never like them but like some some artists like to use them a lot oh, oh i don't know i don't know it really takes me out of the film when it happens Oh, so I like the snide comments that Vic, the guest, would make to Nakul. Which is why I thought they were related, you know? Yeah, but he was, like, really, like, dunking on him a couple times when they were being very friendly. I'm like, what is this about? And then when you once you find out, you're like, oh, okay, okay. It was a good payoff there of that. Pretty enjoyable film. Pretty well made. I mean, keep making films, man. I, I want to see them. This, this, was, this was pretty cool. Yeah, and send them to us. So that's two good films. Can we go three for three, Dan? I think we can, Jared, with All Ivy's right. Dream. Ivy's Dream. This was sent to us by Maggie. Thank you so much, Maggie Alexander. Thank you, Maggie. She was in uh, Enthusiastic Sinners. Did she send this to us too? No. Well, I don't remember if she, No, she didn't send us Enthusiastic Sinners, but she remembers our review and she's uh, like, now that I'm in a producer, I, I want to send this to you. So thank you, Maggie. Nice. And she stars in this one as well. And she is the, yeah. the titular Ivy. That's right. Ivy's Dream is about a woman who has some form of a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And yeah. she basically makes her husband and daughter live with the in-laws for a year. She's mm -hmm. she's alone for a year. And this film basically is one day the husband comes by to pick something up and she freaks out because he's not supposed to be there yet. And they have this 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 sparring match. It's like blow up. And right? oh my god, the drama and the acting, it is like Excellent. as soon as you the first fucking heated exchange they have, I'm like, oh my god, I feel like that was real. Like it, yeah. it was yeah. intense. Certainly the best acting out of the three films. Uh, really, really superb. This film looks great. It's got this like graininess to it that I love. I don't know if it was artificial or not, but I loved it. Nonetheless, I thought it looked nice. This movie looks slick. Uh, it takes place in this one house. All the shots look just... I enjoyed, like, all three of these films, I enjoyed the way that they were put together. Yeah, construction. Very good. Craft. The back and forth between Maggie and the dad, uh, who's played uh, Anthony Robert Grasso, plays Steven, is so fucking good. Yeah, I agree with you, Dan. It's, it, was, it's, it, it gets intense and like it's so believable. And like you can tell there's a frustration in the dad character, Steven, 
right? With mm-hmm. he he is angry at her, but is still empathetic towards her, and that yes. he, he just embodies that so well. It's super like you you know exactly how he's feeling, and it's 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 portrayed so well. And then on the other hand, Ivy she is still suffering the nervousness and the depression, but she feels guilty because she's still doing that. And that's conveyed super well. (sighs) She needs to see a therapist. I can't believe that was not brought up during this film. She needs to talk to someone that is not her husband and the people she's been talking to, because that's clearly not working. Well, okay. So like the, the the first thing that the first thing that he gets upset with is he pops in on her and she's having a drink at like 9 a.m. in the morning and he's pissed about that yes and she's dressed up too she like she like put on all these clothes like she's gonna go out she's like i'm not going out i'm just doing it which is strange too i don't who knows if she was lying or not so her inciting incident i think is that her sister had passed away yes her sister passed away and this had such a deep effect on her because she was very very close with her sister when she was young where are they twins or no they're just super it seemed close. so because in the picture that they show, they look very similar. Yeah, uh, they don't show them completely. They don't explicitly say that, but if if they aren't twins, they look like they're they yes. would be super close. And then oh, there's this there's this crazy scene where um, Stephen, the dad, he he calls his daughter to put his daughter on the phone to talk to to Ivy. And Ivy's like, yeah, I'm coming home very soon. And like she she plays it off and it feels it feels right. Like, you know, everything's going to be fine. But then immediately afterwards, she gets pissed off at him. And she's like, why the fuck did you do that? Mm -hmm. Making me lie to my daughter, making like, you know, like I'm And you're right. Like therapy should have been a step in these two people. But I don't know, like it it, would it have detracted from the drama. I don't. I don't even mean like put her in a therapy session scene. I no, just mean I'm saying her husband could have brought this up. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> would, would, would bringing that up, like, I, I guess it would make it more realistic. I don't. I don't know if it honestly matters in the long run. I think what the film was trying to convey was was very well done. Just about like dealing with trauma and like how long should should other people wait for you to figure your shit out. Before yeah. they move on and the dance between that, right? I'm not between that. I liked it how <laughs> what? You said dance between that. I know oh, we, I know we There's you so mean. many dance between us. Dance to the left of me, dance to the right. Here I am. Dan, <laughs> speaking of. When the the father comes in and they start arguing, doesn't it feel like there's almost like a back and forth between you don't like, because you're trying to figure out like, who am I supposed to be mad yes, at right now? And I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. <laughs> and, and it's like, in my mind, I'm more towards like, I'm sure this man did something wrong. Yeah. And then you find out that my like, bias. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. So I liked that idea of, cause she almost accuses him at one point of like, finding someone else or moving on because it it feels like they're separated and he's visiting and they're divorced, but they're not. She's in like this purgatory where they're living at relatives house while she is just staying in their house, just doing nothing every day, which is so bizarre. Isn't she like a artist or something like that? Mm, I don't know what her job was. 
but I don't think she's been doing anything. I yeah. think she's just been sulking and drinking uh, and being sad that her sister's gone. But yeah, it's uh, it is interesting. I definitely could have watched a longer version of this. Oh yeah, for with sure. More development and finding out like you know what's the deal with her and her sister and delving into more of these characters' lives. It's very short. I think it's only like 16, 17 minutes long, yeah. but it's very well done, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. I did too. Um, no, I can't. I you know nothing negative to say about this really. The music was really good. All three of these films, I think, had great music. Yes. Whether it was original score or just a cool song they put in there, you're like, oh, hell yeah, it's a pretty damn good song. Uh, I'd say three for three. We're looking good. Uh, thank you for sending us all these awesome films. Yes, really guys, it. you can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can find us on ins- Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can find us on Instagram. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Indie, Indie Film, Film Review Pod. Pod. Um, you can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah dan you're so good at things and stuff <laughs> thank you everybody for listening i really appreciate it that's it i'm sick i'm sick of not you but of cigarettes and alcohol ruining my life uh dan you have the final word injurious adjective the act of being in a jury being called for jury duty injurious <laughs> uh, can you use it in a sentence no <laughs> I was quite injurious with my wife last night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>